And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to the We Are Mead podcast. It's Stevie Rispin and Mickey Brennan here with you as always. I say that every week, but I think they know who we are now at this stage, Davey. But we'll keep reminding them. Uh, Davey, again, look, another slow week on the on the GA front. Uh, looks like we're going to be in lockdown for all of February as well and, and, and a good part, portion of March. But I was talking to, uh, I was, I'm a diabetic as you know, and I was in the clinic the other day and they were saying that once the rollout starts with the doctors and the with the GPs and the pharmacists, that it will just ramp up like hell um, and that the, the vaccinations will be done in no time. So that's a positive and hopefully we'll get back to football then soon enough. Yeah, it's it's probably going to mirror probably last year's year, to be honest with you, Mickey, the way it's panned out. I know there was aspirations of maybe... Um, starting towards the end of February with the National League, with the view to maybe starting Championship early in May time, with club championship then kicking in the, the last week in July. But realistically now, it looks like the league is again going to be pushed out. Championship will be as well. I think they're looking ideally towards the end of August now for an All-Ireland final. And then your club championship will kick in in September, similar to maybe what it was last year. I, look, I don't think there's that's a major surprise and I don't think too many players will be too disheartened by it. Um, because of the time of the year we're in, last year was different because COVID only was starting to hit, not even at this stage last year. Do you know what I mean? So we even got a year, a full year played with club and county, albeit down to the literal, to the wire. But this year, I think we have a little bit more time and margin for error, probably. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, is that once it starts, it looks like there'll be no stopping it again. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, hopefully we won't go back into another lockdown that another variant of the, the virus comes comes to the country or something like that, that that's not covered by the vaccine. But by, from, from, from everything that's coming out at the moment, it does look like once that's done, we're done. So fingers crossed. But um, Davey, I suppose, well, I say it's, it's been a quiet week on the, on the GEA front, um, uh, talking about clubs and whatever. But, you know, we, we did have the nominations for the... All-Stars coming out in the last week or so. And uh, there, was a, there was a quite a stir about this now, so there was, because um, I suppose a couple of the players that were nominated, for instance, David Clifford and the two guys from Galway, Shane Walsh and Paul Conroy, you know, they didn't have good championships. The, their championship was ended fairly quick and uh, people are kind of saying, well, how did they get a nomination for, for an All-Star? That's it. Um Particularly with with the likes of um, Galway, I know I know yourself. You were saying that it was picked on the year as a whole with league included and everything yeah. like that. Galway were excellent in the early part of the year, but after lockdown, they were 
they were just a shadow of their, the team they were probably prior to that. And league would count for that too. They really finished the league poorly. Tub by Mayo, you'll remember, over in Shum. And their championship was was no better. You know, Mayo again, you know, uh, doing the job over them. That was the one. Kerry, I can, I, I can understand it to an extent because they won the league. And if that's taken into consideration, then fair enough. You'd have to say David Clifford is a viable option. It's the fact that obviously they were beaten in the championship first round by Cork. Um, so, so that's really it. I mean, from my own perspective, I was disappointed for the likes of Jordy Morris. Now, yeah. I wouldn't have actively been campaigning for him to get an all-star nominee. But in the same breath, I wouldn't have expected the Galway lads or, or Clifford from Kerry to get nominated ahead of him. That was what I was trying to kind of in, insinuate, really. I don't think Jordy would have probably got an all-star in any case, but I think for Clifford at this stage, you know, with the accolades and achievements that have come his way in the last number of years, I don't think an all-star nomination is really going to do too much for him. Whereas a young player, just like Jordy, for example, it would just be huge for him and it would give him such a a boost and and a lift. But that was just my take on it, really, Mick. Yeah, and look, I suppose the thing about it is you have to take sentiment out of it and uh, you, you can't say, well, look, sure... David Clifford, he's got loads of awards, doesn't need to be nominated for this one, do you know? But like it, I still see, I still see why why David Clifford was nominated. But as you said, Paul Conroy and Shane Walsh, while they were amazing at the start of the year, when they came back from lockdown, they weren't great. Galway weren't great either. And I think that Jordy Morris really shone. And you know, he could have even been nominated for young player of the year. That would have been a really good nomination because of all the young people, young lads that were playing football in the championship, he was one of the ones that stood out. And um, again, like I think David Clifford was amazing throughout the league. I think he scored something like seven goals and 49 points or something. Something ridiculous. I can't can't put my finger on it just at the moment, but he did. And he he had a fabulous league and he captained uh, Kerry to winning that uh, National Football League Division 1. He did have a poor outing in the championship but it was only one day, I suppose. Whereas the Galway lads, you know, you have to, okay, I suppose, weigh that up against what Jordy Morris did in in, in his championship games. Um, it's it's it, it's a tough one, and coming back and and his two league games as well um, uh, after after lockdown. So yeah, it's uh, it's disappointing that he wasn't recognised for his efforts um, in the latter part of the year. Yeah, well, well, obviously, just to kind of back up. You know your your uh, statement there, Mickey. Like he's he's played five games between league and championship. Three of those have been starts. He's contributed four eighteen in those five appearances. Yeah. Um, the two games in the in the league were both substitute appearances. He contributed nine points off the bench against Dublin yeah. and, and respectively, and then four nine in the three championship starts, including the, the four points against Dublin, three from play on a night where Mead were absolutely outclassed, and you know really hammered he was probably one of the only few that could maybe stand up and come out of it with some sort of um recognition intact so looking from that perspective you'd have to say he had an excellent I suppose last month to six weeks of the year and probably in stark contrast to maybe the the couple of Galway lads who didn't they had an excellent first six weeks so that's that's the only bone of contention for me I don't really have any high opinion of the All-Stars apart from that I, I don't really care too much about them to be brutally honest with you yeah. but I know you have uh, you have ties in Calvin and there's a few notable um, nominees I, as well of course yeah look they, they, the, the lads in Calvin had a, had a fantastic year and, and, and 
you know, the only team that beat two Division One teams on their way to an All Ireland semi final. I don't think even Dublin. Oh yeah, Dublin match. They bet two Division One teams throughout the um they throughout their championship campaign. So yeah, look, um, they're delighted for all the lads there. But uh, you know, it's it's just disappointing that the likes of Jordy Morris there didn't get recognised. Um, but hopefully. Hopefully next year, this time next year, we'll be talking about the All-Stars and we'll be talking about all the meet nominations uh, for the All-Stars. And then maybe you'll, 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 you'll hold them in a higher esteem at that stage, Davey. Uh, Davey, sticking with, I suppose, um, the top table or Leinster GEA anyway, um, Ashlyn Cleary um, the, has been reappointed as the PRO of Leinster LGFA for 2021. And she did a fantastic job last year. And, you know... She must be buzzing at the fact that she's going to be Leinster LGFA PRO for 2021 when Mead are a full senior uh, outfit and will be taking on Dublin in the Leinster final of the uh, of the ladies Gaelic football, which is that's going to be some day for her and for obviously the Mead ladies team. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a great achievement and she's doing a smashing good job. And to be honest with you, Mickey, she's very impartial because I seen her the day of the All Ireland final up there and she was obviously running a tight chip. Um, the the day Mead obviously won the intermediate, and while she was absolutely delighted and over the moon, she she did you know uh, stay as professional and as level headed as as she did, as she possibly could. But like even up there that day, it was like she she was essentially running the show, and you know it was it was really really good to see. I suppose how good of a job she's done and how I suppose in order everything was. So um, great to have a Mead representative on that level I suppose there's not too many of them around to be honest in in lads or, or ladies um for that matter so you know great to, great to have her involved and uh, it'll be great to have her involved when we come up against Dublin as well as you say in that Leinster final yeah it's going to be class and we wish Ashton the very best luck in 2021 and uh, continued success because she's been brilliant over the last couple of years there with the LGFA um Jamie I caught up with a man that we know here on the podcast and you know there's been there's been Let's say there's been a, a bit of a rivalry um, in, in in South Mead um, over the last number of months, and uh, you know it's it we, we had to go and check it out and see what was happening, and you know it's it's not getting any better that feud over there between uh, Trim and Balnaragi. No, if anything, it's getting worse. You know, and those uh, you might have seen Tom O'Connor actually got dragged into a Twitter war as well last night when the snow debacle happened and with Balnebracky getting there and uh, Tom wondering what county the snow was in and uh, I don't think Balnebracky took to it too well <laughs> but uh, look at um, yeah it, it's, it's been fascinating and to be honest with you there was no real bad blood in that intermediate final between Trim and Balnebracky but um, subsequently I suppose that there has been a bit of bitterness um, after that but I, I think it could form a really intriguing rivalry over the next 10 years because when I just look at the two teams from the outset, they're both teams who are up and coming. They both have very young squads and young players, young managements, obviously, as well, if you want. Um, so I have no doubt, and we've said this on numerous different occasions, that Trim are definitely going to make the step up sooner rather than later. My hope would be that Balnebracki would establish themselves as a senior club because I think that would be brilliant for them. Um, and the two of them would then meet in, in senior football and reacquaint themselves, I suppose. Um, because... I suppose, take the off-the-field shenanigans out of it. On the field, when they come together and play, it makes for incredible entertainment. And, you know, we picked the, 
the intermediate final as the game of the year by by a country mile, to be honest with you. So I think that probably backs that particular statement up. But it's it's always interesting, and it's going to be interesting the next time they meet as well, Mick. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Um, we'll come to it now in a minute, but uh, I've been informed that you know ninety nine percent of it is banter, and it's a bit of crack, and uh, it has uh, you know it is it's just developed over the last year, and uh, I suppose like Balnebracky have, have lived in the shadows of. Of, of, of every Mead team, every club team in Mead for so long because of where they are, geographically positioned where they are, they've, you know, they've had to probably fight their corner, literally, um, you know, way more than any other team in Mead. But um, our most recent advertiser on the show, uh, P.R. Coyne and Sons, uh, their son, uh, P.R. Coyne and Sons, one of the sons is Kevin, and uh, he's the secretary of Balnebracky. And he is, he's doing a job for me at the moment. He's putting in one of these auto mowers. And anybody out there that, you know, is thinking about getting one, honest to God, this is state-of-the-art stuff. And it, and it is, uh, it's just a class piece of kit. I and mean, you'll have a, a, a garden like a golf course by the end of it. Now, don't quote me on that. Um, but <laughs> I've been told, I've been, I've been reliably informed that you'll have a, an unbelievable garden after it. But I caught up with Kevin Coyne to discuss the rivalry between Trim and Balnebracky, also to discuss Balnebracky's hopes and aspirations as they enter senior championship for the first time in Mead GEA football. And I then asked him about gardens and what should we be doing at this time of the year. So have a listen to this interview with Kevin Coyne, Secretary of Balnebracky. I'm joined by Kevin Kine of PR Kine and Sons, your Husqvarna Centre in Clonard there. But more importantly, I suppose, Kevin, you're the secretary of Balnebracky and uh, Balnebracky had their most successful year ever in 2020 and I'd say are looking forward to going into senior championship and uh, leaving Trim languishing behind as an intermediate still. We were just talking about that off air. Oh, we are, Mickey. We're looking forward to the year ahead. Um, big year for the club coming up now and hopefully be as big as the one just gone, but... I suppose on, on trim or trim are probably going to come behind us. They're a fair outfit now, and it was a it was a right tussle that day in Navan. But um, no, it's great for it's great for a small club like ourselves to to get to I suppose the senior level, and it gives some of the clubs around us um, in in Mead as in junior <laughs> in Mead anyway. This is a few clubs around us, <laughs> not in Mead. Let's just say no, we're a little bit uh, little bit off the beaten track there now. Um, I think Dave he's actually on his way down. I think it was before Christmas. We just haven't. He hasn't arrived yet. But uh, no, look for some of the smaller clubs. It gives them a bit of hope to probably push on, and it just shows that, we, in fairness, the year there was there wasn't a huge amount of training, but everyone got behind it and pushed it on, and we got our rewards at the end of it. Yeah, like you know, you you have produced some quality footballers down through the years, and you are still doing it. And I suppose like you are stuck in that little pocket over there between Westmead, Kildare, Offaly, and you know you're, you 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 are Mead. Like no matter what anybody says about. It. Oh, we're definitely Mead. Um, we're uh, I know the council fees had to go to Mead anyway. I know that, anyway. but no, we're look. It's it is it's we're right down in the little pocket, and you've I suppose on. Uh, inter-county level you're you're looking at you've Kinney Gad being senior Johnstown Bridge and Kildare you've Road Eden Derry and Offaly Carberry and Kildare all senior clubs and it's just great now that 
you're you're one of them as well. Um, you can stick your chest out oh. now, and you can talk to these lads in the pub when you do get to a pub. I think that was the problem with them stuck out a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but ah, look, it, it it is it's fantastic, and it was great. It was a great boost for the whole parish, and it was unfortunate the times that were in it, but. We were very lucky to get that game played on that Saturday evening. Um, the lockdown did come on the Monday, but we uh, we definitely it's, it's a year we won't forget anyway. Well, that's for sure, and and I suppose a year you won't forget. But you know, full senior club division one and uh, senior championship for the first time in the club's history. This is going to be hopefully when we do get back on a football field. This is going to be an exciting year for Ballinabracky. Yeah, huge year. Um, we. We're not going up to make numbers, to be perfectly honest. We, uh, since we won the junior in 2010, we always felt that we were capable of winning the intermediate. Now, with a few near misses and we didn't just get over the line, but we definitely feel that we can, we can rattle the senior championship. We've no, we've no fear of going up there. As, uh, there's teams that are dominating up there that potentially won their championship in the junior or intermediate grade at the time, beating us. And now we've gone on to bigger things, and we've no doubt that we can we can uh, mix it with the big boys up there. We will fear no one, and hopefully, if the league does get going, we'll bring a few of them down to the park, down to the Bain Park. They'll know about it down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we just say in the podcast, it's a three-day camel ride down to Ballinabraki. But uh, I suppose, like, it's funny because there's probably three county towns from three separate uh, counties that are closer to you than than, than going to Navan for for, for, uh, for a championship final I suppose Mullingar is probably closer and so is probably uh, uh, Tullamore and Offaly oh, we'd, often, we'd often we'd put in a request but I don't think they'd uh, listen to us we'll, we'll always make the trip down to, to Navan when, when we have to we love going down there and as I said, the boys this year, even the last couple of years, we've had some great, uh, great achievements in underage and in, in the adult grade as well. Um, getting to play in Navin and even the Premier team this year got their day in Navin and um, it, it spurred the lads on great. We, we had the Clonagale game in the quarterfinal after that. Um, that premier win, just as he's mentioned it, like that was that was a huge win over uh, Rotot, wasn't it? Like and 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 Rotot are all of their teams are top quality, so that was another huge win for you as well this year. That was uh, that was probably well for me anyway. It was a great one. Of <laughs> um, course, you were involved. You were playing. Mightn't have been in peak condition, but <laughs> uh, we got the job done. But we uh, divi- it was divided. I remember into the two groups, and uh, we had Courtown, Longwood, and. Um, Castletown and uh, we got a walk over from Longwood but it was basically to top the group now we went up to Castletown we had a great game with them up there under lights and we had the bear I think we had the bear 15 players and we got over the line by a couple of points and Retote then had dominated their side uh, with high scores very high scoring games so we were under no illusions now it was going to be a, a, a fair tussle but we we arrived into Navan that day. I'll never forget it. And we oh we were delighted. We had lovely hoodies and things like that. And there was about I think there was eighteen of us in total. We had a few lads come out from under the hedges the weeks before, and we got the numbers back up. But I'll never forget we're told, um arrived, and I think the thirty odd players. And very intimidating when you look at it with the size of their club. But. Um, no, we 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 stayed at it. We were under the cosh a bit now at half time. They they built up six point lead into the second half, but 
got a few goals and look from there went on and it was it was fantastic we were trying to win that well, junior D I suppose it was but we were trying to win that championship in over 11 or 12 years uh, we got so close every every now and again and just it was brilliant to get over the line it was it was definitely a highlight of my football career anyway it doesn't sound like a lot but it was <laughs> <laughs> well look everybody has their own All-Ireland to win and, and that just happened to be yours and of course he's won the minor as well um, and you know you, you mentioned something there about you know Teams are going to get a rude awakening. It's going to be an eye-opener for an awful lot of teams in senior ranks to travel the whole way down to Ballinabracky for league and championship games, or for league games uh, this year. And of course, you'll, you'll be meeting teams uh, in neutral venues for the championship. Yeah, um, they will. Uh, we've, we've played a few of them there over the years between Division 2 and then we had a, a game with Dunamore Ashburn last year and Screen. Uh, we drew with Dunamore Ashburn, uh, which was a great game down in, in the Boyne Park. And... Ah, yeah. Look, they will, they will know about it when we play them. Like we're not going to lay down. Like we are probably known to be good, tough tacklers, and we're a hard team uh, to break down. I suppose this year was great to kind of shake off that tag of being a defensive outfit. Um, the the boys did kick up good scores and played a good brand of football, but. You play what's in front of you. If a team, if you need to go into that defensive system. So be it. You you have to do it. It's it's no matter what it takes to win it has to be done. It's horses for courses, really. Well, look, we're all looking forward to seeing you playing senior championship and uh, to seeing uh, what happens to these senior teams when they go down to Ballinabracky to play in the league. But on on another note, we're here in uh, Cavan because you're uh, measuring up a garden for the old Automore, the Husqvarna uh, Automore, and uh, you know we may as well talk about that as well. Uh, is it what is it the right time of the year? To be putting, to be looking at your garden, or do you have to wait another six or eight weeks, or what is the story? You, you being the professional, you'll tell us and uh, let us know what to do with the gardens. Yeah, um, they are the Husqvarna Automore has taken off hugely over the last couple of years. They've uh, completely redeveloped what people would have thought as lawn cutting. Now we are in a day and age that everyone is a lot busier, everyone is on the go a lot, so people ask me a lot of the times what's the save, and I, I, the biggest thing I'd say is time. Now, looking even at the lawn, we're here at the minute, um, the same as everyone's, they always look a little bit untidy this time of the year, but any of the customers who have purchased the Automore in the last probably three to four years uh, since we got on board with the, with the product have... You're basically top class garden all year round. Simple as that. It's um, there's no faults as to the condition of the grass. It helps eliminate your moss, helps eliminate weeds, gives the more healthier, fresher looking lawn. Uh, Three sixty five days a year, and um, I I can't I can't uh, praise the product enough. A few your usual um, things with any sort of technology. There can be glitches, but. In the grand scheme of it, we've developed um, a good backup service and a good, I suppose, relationship with Husqvarna that um, we can give to our customers that if there is any problems, we'll certainly work with everyone. But as regards to our feedback we're getting, we're probably talking of maybe 2 or 3%. Um, maybe f- of negative feedback. Yeah, but having little problems here and there. But at the end of the day, the product... <coughs> 
is an incredible product. Yeah. Um, so, so if you're looking at doing your do, doing something with a Husqvarna Automore, is now the time to do it, or is it too early? That's what I that's what I was just wondering. Or, you're saying three sixty five? Does it work three sixty five uh, all all year round? It will cut um, all year round. Uh, the only thing they don't like is frost. The, we don't like them cutting in the frost due to the the resilience in the grass. We'd rather it when it's if the frost thaws out. But certainly this time of the year is a good time to be looking into it. Uh, get your lawn measured up. Get it looked at. See will it work. Uh, we do uh, uh, call outs onto everyone's garden. If the Ahamor will not work on your lawn, I'll tell you straight away and direct you towards possibly a ride on lawnmower, a pedestrian lawnmower or a front deck rider. Uh, but if we, we feel that we need to sell the product that is going to give 100% uh, top quality results, I don't want uh, the customer or me having too much time wasted in small things that maybe it won't work or trying to get from lawn to lawn. Just if it does not work, we'll tell you straight out and uh, give you the best advice that we can. Well, it'd have to be uh, uh, the size of a football field before it wouldn't work because the garden where we're at here today is absolutely huge. So it is when you take in all around, it's probably about uh, half to three quarters of an acre of, of garden. So, um, you know, there's not too much that the Husqvarna Automore won't be able to do. Um, if uh, anybody wants to get in contact with you, how can they do so? Um I think Davy has pigeons he sends down to us. In <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we're uh, our website is uh, www.prkind.ie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also we're very active on our Facebook page, um, which be prkind N four as that's where we're located on the N four there between Kinnegad and Enfield. And you can also contact the landline on o four six nine double five one nine one zero. Or myself, which would be the, I look after the Ottomore side of things, would be 87 Brilliant, and uh, we look forward. We look forward to lovely gardens and seeing the Bracks back in Navan or back around the county playing football. And you might be playing a bit of Premier football yourself again this year, Kevin. Well, I have to check the ankles now. They're not wonderful. I have to check with the wife as well. <laughs> Most importantly, check with the boss. Yeah, we'll have to see if we've time now. We've uh, a new lad, a uh, young lad this year now. He's only, Zach, he's eight months now, so he's uh, he's taken up a lot of time along with secretary and along with Autumn but sure, we do it for the love of it. <laughs> yeah, David, so... Um Anyway, that was that was Kevin Coyne, a great lad, I have to say. Um, you know, we first time meeting him, we'd be tweeting, we'd be texting, we'd be chatting to each other uh, in different ways. But I tell you one thing, he's a great, great guy. And, you know, he's so enthusiastic about that club and where it's going. Um, you know, he's he's he, he, he's he's great. And he has his Premier Reserve uh, Championship medal in the pocket as well. Like, you know, he's, he's going from strength to strength in every aspect. No, absolutely, Mickey. You know, they've had the year of their dreams over there. And like Kev, Kev's a great, um, I suppose, great volunteer in the GA in general, but definitely with Balnebracchi. And he's, I suppose, very modest about his own involvement in it all as well. Um, but I know behind the scenes, he's constantly working to, you know, source grants and apply for different things. And they, they obviously want to upload or update the facilities over in Balnebracchi. They're launching new jerseys, home and away jerseys, which are going to be dropping, I believe, in the next couple of weeks as well. So it all bodes extremely well for them going into senior football. And um, 
even though he operates in Clannard, it's it's worth remembering that's where the shop is located. Um, he is very much a staunch Baldebracki man and uh, doing a smashing job. And we're delighted to have him on board, I suppose, as well, Mickey, because um, he's a GA man, but you know he, he probably understands, uh, I suppose, our our take on everything as well. And uh, it, it's just it's just brilliant to try and help him out, and he help us out as well. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, like he, he sees that we are trying to promote VGA as much as possible. But something you touched on there, the shop is in Clonard. We're just delighted that he got it out of Eden Derry. It wasn't Offaly, so it was he's moved it out of Offaly. He's, he's brought it back. He's he's brought it back to the Royal County. He was ran out of uh, uh, Offaly back to the Mead. County and moved it up to Clannard and uh, yeah, we do wish them the very best luck and as I said, anybody out there looking to uh, uh, look after their garden this year and take all the maintenance of cutting the grass away, they are so reasonable and they're your local Husqvarna dealer. Um, okay, Davey, moving on, um, I suppose we at this stage we usually check in with the lottos around the county um, how are the clubs doing with lotto at the minute? Yeah, all good, Mickey. Uh, the Longwood GA Lotto is ongoing at the moment and their jackpot is currently at 8,000 and it takes place every Monday night at half eight. Um, tickets can be purchased on the Longwood GA website for that one. Manalvi, 10,000 and their reserve is building up nicely uh, at 3,600 currently. Theirs also takes place every single Monday night. Andy Smith over in Dunshockland and Royal Gales is reporting no winner of the €13,000 jackpot. But the reserve jackpot is slowly but surely catching up on their actual jackpot because it is €7,200 at the minute. So as soon as their actual €13,000 jackpot is won, the reserve one is nearly going to kick in and it's going to be the exact same. So I've no idea what will happen at that stage. But they had no jackpot winner the last one, but they had four match three winners who all received €50 each. Um, and there's also takes place every Monday night at half eight live on Facebook brilliant brilliant Uh, Cortown my own uh, 5,300 we've been dodging bullets nearly having a second consecutive one one in the last number of weeks the fella who our chairman Skipper Coyne who actually uh, you know is the face of our lotto was one number away from claiming it last Friday night he had a 19 he had three numbers right and he had a 19 instead of an 18 to and like he would have absolutely we would have been bankrupt we would have been just gone um, <laughs> but uh, thankfully we live to fight another week um, Alan Tormey over in Gale Column Kill uh, their jackpot is still gradually getting higher and higher and it's um, going to hit 12,000 imminently I, I would suspect it's currently at 11,850 it takes place every single Thursday night Drumbara GFC and uh, they have um, the guy who's been doing the rounds on the internet. I, I can't show you this. I'll forward it on to you. Benny, isn't it? Oh, uh, it's Bernie Sanders. Bernie, the, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, from the American election, yeah. Yeah, um, I'll send it on to you afterwards. But uh, Davey McManus out in Drumbarra has done a great job in photoshopping a Drumbarra lotto ticket under his arm. It's, it's class and the Drumbarra background behind him. But back to the point, there's is... Uh, Still down towards one of the lowest in the counties, but it is gradually building up. 1,300 every Monday night at 9pm live on Drums TV. Kilmainham, their near neighbours and rivals, who there was a bit of um, aggro on Twitter as well last week, you'll have seen Mickey yeah. between the Kilmainham and Drabara Club, which uh, would be interesting if they do meet in 2021. But their own lotto is 4,100 currently, and it also takes place every Monday night. Clannard, um, the aforementioned Clannard, is at 4,000 at the moment, and it is also on Monday night at 8pm live on Facebook. Um, and the final one, sorry, I've updated the Longwood one, which has just come in. 
I had previously said it was 8,000. It's actually 8,100. Still on Monday night, still at half eight, still on, live on Facebook. <laughs> brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. Yeah, some really good uh, uh, jackpots out there to be uh, claimed if you can get the right numbers. Davey, we're having no luck. We haven't even had three numbers yet. I've seen on a few of ours that we've had two numbers, but we just can't hit the three numbers, never mind. But then again, we don't want to hit three. We just want to hit the full four. That's just yeah. it. That's it, exactly. Um, interestingly enough, and I'll give my own club a little uh, selfless plug here. And this is actually an exclusive because we haven't released this information yet. But we are, for the next six weeks, anybody who plays the Corton GFC Lotto is going to be entered into a competition to win a trolley dash. I don't know if you've heard of these, Mickey. But, <laughs> but basically, we're going to pick out a winner every week for six weeks. And then the six people are going to go into a drum and whoever comes out is going to win a trolley dash for two minutes in a super value near you to go in and absolutely fill your trolley with as much shit as you possibly can for two <laughs> minutes and we will foot the bill. Ah, class, class. That's so, brilliant. To be honest, that might be a nice consolation prize for us to win, Mickey, if we don't win the jackpot. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And, and I hope, I'm, I'm in training at the moment, so I hope I get the trolley dash because I'll fly around that super value. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were going to put a load of the healthy stuff in it, but no, I know you better than that, Mick. No, 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 no. So Jesus Christ, Davey, I've seen what you eat. God, I couldn't feed, I couldn't feed you lettuce and tomatoes and stuff like that. Um, Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O.R. Coyne and Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Mead or call us on 046 955 1910. Moving on, anyway, Davey, we're going to go to our Instagram. And uh, well, I suppose while we're mentioning Instagram, you have already put out the feelers for one of our Loyal Royal podca- podcasts coming out this week. Of course, we are going to be uh, doing an interview with Rory O'Connor from Rory Stories and from Dunamore Ashburn about his footballing career and about his life in general, um, which is coming out this week. And uh, which that's, that's going to be brilliant. We'll also be doing our 10 best since 2010. And this week it's going to be turn of Nobber. So um we've got plenty and we've got loads of good ideas coming up in the next few weeks on our on our Loyal Royals podcast. So stay tuned to them. But this Rory O'Connor interview, Davey, you must be really looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's it's something completely new for us, Mickey. I know we've talked to the greatest that there ever was in, in a number of different scenarios, but with Rory it's a little bit different because he has a very interesting football background, which probably influenced his career um his work career obviously his comedy career after that so it's it's a it's a very different one for us all and uh, one that we're really looking forward to so uh, do stay tuned for that one yeah yeah it's uh, it's going to be absolutely brilliant but um and i and i know that you've got plenty of uh, reaction on instagram but what we'll do is we go to our uh, instagram interactive and uh, i i know you've got plenty of um interaction for the podcast as well yeah, the first one is from Owen McDonald, uh, who does come in for a lot of stick later on in this uh, podcast. But he was first up with this one, and he said that Instagram told Ben Caldwell to stop posting photos of his dog. And to be honest with you, I'd be guilty enough of this as well. So I'm not going to point any fingers here. I'll let you do that. 
Yeah, see, look, uh, look, uh, women do love, you know, a picture of a man holding a puppy or a man holding a dog or whatever. I know exactly what you said from Ben or Active, your husband. Look at me, I'm a kind-hearted, really nice guy. Look, I've got a lovely dog. Um, the trick is, I, to, trick is not to be in the photo with the dog. It's just the dog. Yeah. You, know, you say well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you don't want to, you know, if, you, if, if you're in the picture with the dog, then you're really pushing the... the, the boundaries there and you know it's a real case of look at me I'm great I should have both the parachutes <laughs> there's going to be some, uh, <laughs> Mark now in the podcast now for the last <laughs> oh lord speaking of another man who's great it's it's the one and only Jelly from out in Simonstown and he wants to know about Mickey Brennan's love for Monaghan a few weeks ago on the pod and he said Chris Kamara to replace Mickey <laughs> uh, I obviously had a little bit of a, a blooper there a couple of weeks ago. We'll have to listen back to that one. Um, and uh, I, 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 I think you just stuck the boot into Monaghan, didn't you? All of a sudden, we were talking. I can't remember what. We oh were yeah, 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 yeah. There was there was a little bit of a uh, there was a little bit of a boot, but I I think he's making reference to. I must have made a mistake and mentioned Monaghan for uh, as a Freudian slip or something. Yeah, possibly. I can't really remember. Uh, <laughs> Peter Duffy, his uh, sidekick, uh, asked, who should be Meads number one? Look, Peter Duffy is a very happy man this evening. I know that for sure. After uh, Man United beat Liverpool on the scoreline at 3-2, and I saw he's already been tweeting about it, so um, Peter Duffy is a happy man today. He's not going to worry about what answer we give here. Uh, who should be Meads number one? Well, well, it should be Alisson anyway. Yeah, it won't be Alisson, no. No, definitely Alisson. Definitely not Alison. Um, look, I, we don't. I, I, we're not privy to what's happening behind the scenes there at the minute. And like, I'd love to see one of the younger goalkeepers uh, getting their chance this year um, and and taking it from there. But it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I honestly can't say who I think should be the goalkeeper just at this moment. You, Davy. Um, no, uh, but I'd, I'd be of a similar opinion to yourself, Mickey. I think the likes of hopefully Dean Pluck and, and Sean Brennan may be looked at as well yeah. um, because of their you know, excellent form in the club championship. Skinny McDonough got involved and he just sent us a DM and he says Paddy O'Rourke. And now, obviously, Paddy O'Rourke stepped away from the panel and is currently in Australia. So I think he's probably out of the reckoning at the moment. But it is one of those positions that obviously is still up for grabs. And just looking at the proposal that was sent across... Marky Brennan is still down as Meads goalkeeper coach. Now, I don't know, is that a message, a hidden message in itself to say maybe he's stepping aside from the actual playing element of the game and going into the goalkeeper coach side of things? I don't know. But you'd imagine it, it would probably be sooner rather than later. So who knows? We, we probably won't know, to be honest, until they're back properly for another month because obviously they're not training. And despite people speculating who's in and who's out, at the end of the day, they're only doing their own individual work anyway. So... Yeah, you know your guess. Anyone's guess is as good as ours, really. Yeah, I suppose you just. Yeah, it's just hard to say who who you think you should you should be in goals. We have to see a couple of these players given a chance and then decide after that. Yeah, um, the next one up is from Glenn McDonald, and he said, "Oh, McDonald, ask back into into be Meads Kitman again." And to be honest with you, Mickey, I've noticed since he's left the Mead panel. The jerseys just haven't been the same. Like, they, they, I don't know, is, are they being washed differently or something? But they're just, yeah. they're just not the same. They don't look right at all. Um, and I know that he had a huge role to play in that when he was involved in the Mead panel. 
Yeah, they're not sparkling the way they did. Um, uh, they just seem to be a little bit duller without without his, you know, hands on them, I suppose. And the number 35 has gone missing mysteriously. Yeah. He's departed, so I don't know, is there any link to that either? But Yeah, yeah I, I, I heard that there was a report uh, made to the Gardaí anyway, so um, hopefully they'll find, get their hands on that jersey. The next one is from uh, another one of Owen's teammates out in Nafina with Shawnee Martin coming in and uh, saying Owen McDonald retiring too early from his mid career. Oh, uh, is he retiring fully? Is it, or is it just from Mead, or is it from the club? Uh, is he too busy with the farm? Because I believe Owen McDonald had a farm. Yeah, well, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I think to be fair now, I, I, Shawnee Martin is probably just trying desperately hard to get back at Owen McDonald for the salad comment a few weeks ago. You'll remember, and yeah, there's a hint of desperation about that. Like that's that's one of the poorer Instagram interactives we've got. Let's let's be frank about it. You know, like the lads, you need to be you need to be probably watching how Balnebracky and Trim do this because that's how you really start a war um, uh, properly. Like the, the, these have been very nice to each other. Speaking of which, uh, Simon Finn from Balnebracky said Richie Coffey spits in the face of people who don't want to be cool. I don't know. Did you did you watch wrestling back in the mid two thousands? No. Uh, no, not in the back in the mid two thousands. Would have been well before that. Um, you know. Uh, <laughs> would have been a long time before that. Well, that that's what that's linked to that uh, Carlito former wrestler he would have been when I was um, in my in my childhood years and he was a wrestler at the time so that's where that whole kind of saying is, is coming from Simon okay. Finn is clearly still a big fan by the way it's just worth remembering that but yeah, yeah. okay uh, next up is from Eddie Kirby and he says the club championship possibly being the same as 2020 yeah look it could very well be um, because of this little bit of a delay. Um, maybe like once once we get back up and running, as I said, I don't think we're going to have another lockdown after that. So it'll just be you know it'll be plain sailing. Hopefully, <laughs> Jesus fingers crossed, right through till the end of the year. So it all depends on you know how soon the county can get up and running. The the inter county scene can get get up and run but I, I presume that we'll say they'll start first then clubs will be allowed back maybe May or June and then we will play our leagues throughout the summer and be and go straight into a championship um, when the All-Ireland final is finished Yeah again I would like to hope and I know I've said this recently as well that we would possibly have quarterfinals back in um, because that was the one thing I sort of missed in last year as I understand why it was done but uh, I, I do enjoy quarterfinal weekend and I do think that there's a couple of teams who might do extremely well, finish second in the group and then don't get out of the group as a result. But look yeah, we'll, we'll the cons yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Josh Flood says, P- does Peter Duffy have too much time on his hands? Uh, well, well, like that's a very simple answer. Yes. <laughs> End of. <laughs> like uh, he, he, should, he should give his dad a hand and go down to Drummley um, when when it, 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 we're allowed to do so, um, because as he said, he's got too much time in his hands. He should be using his time a little bit more productively. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tina Troy is next up, but she's paying homage to two of her uh, teammates who have recently announced their inter-county retirement with the Me Camogie team. Uh, the first of them being Emily Mangan, former All-Star goalkeeper after 14 years of service, and the other one was Aoife McGuire. Um, 
intermediate um, player of the match uh, in 2020 after 12 years of service. And uh, I actually have a list. She's actually sent across a list of their uh, achievements and accolades uh, during that time, Mickey. And it's absolutely incredible. And I must state that these two girls contrast to maybe other people who, and players and counties who are announcing their retirements. These two girls didn't come out with any big statements or anything. They've done it quietly and subtly. And I think it's important that they're probably recognised in their own right as well. But Emily Mangan, to put this into context, Division 2, 3, 4 National League titles, five Leinster championships, two Junior All-Ireland titles in 2008 and 2012, one Intermediate All-Ireland in 2017, one Soren Star Award in 2012, one Intermediate All-Star in 2017, uh, Leinster Puckfodder runner-up, 10 Mead Puckfodders and Mead Vice Captain in 2014. That's just Emily Mangan, uh, who is the goalkeeper there. And like, that's just <laughs> like, that's it's, just it's, it's incredible. Eva Maguire then, probably similar enough. She was there for 12 of the 14 years that Emily Mangan was. So similar enough. She has Division 2, 3, 4 National League titles as well. Um, I believe she might have uh, four or possibly five Leinster championships as well. Two Junior All-Ireland titles as well, 2008 to 2012. One Intermediate All-Ireland title in 2017. Division 2 Player of the League in 2019. Captain Mead to the National League Division 2 title versus Galway. And uh, that is it. But that is just our county exploit as well. I was just going to say, yeah. yeah, I don't have their club club either, but... uh, like unbelievable and they'll leave a big void and I know they're, they're huge influences on and off the pitch so um, they'll take a bit of replacing. Yeah, but they owe me to Camogie absolutely nothing when you, when you hear what they have done and what they've won for Mead Camogie or with Mead Camogie it's absolutely fantastic and we wish them the very best in their retirement and uh, yeah, it's uh, sad to see them going but look, that's, that's sport that is the way it goes it's, it's, it's tough yeah, absolutely. Um, Carl Gibney is next, and he says Alan Moore announced an early retirement to pursue to pursue his drinking career. <laughs> yeah, um, I hope his drinking career is better than his football career. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a massive loss off the pitch for St. Bridget's, not on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, in stark contrast to the girls, maybe. Uh, Keith B, 2004, said Drumcondrat not in the top 25 grounds what you smoking up there <laughs> yeah um, look I uh, there's been a few um, uh, we got one from as well from St Vincent's our cat and in fairness they have an unbelievable pitch but we have to state that in the, the, the top grounds it was everything mm. it included clubhouse it included parking facilities um, for for spectators, well, if they didn't have a bank at the side of the pitch, they were definitely not getting anywhere near the top top fifteen or whatever. But like there was, we we took into account everything. Look, when we do come back to do pitch surfaces, you know that that'll be a hugely uh, uh, different podcast. So who has the best uh, surfaces in the county? Um, but Davy, you know the Drumcondra thing is there is. I know down through the years you may have, you know, uh, let's just say, uh, not got on well with them. 
Uh, would that have influenced why we, we didn't have drum conduct up so high? Because I, I have never played in drum conduct, so I wasn't privy to this information. No, absolutely not. I have, I could boast an unbeaten record in Drum Condor's football pitch. So um, I actually love going down there, uh, to be honest with you. I really relish it every year. And in all seriousness, to be honest with you, Mickey, just because a club wasn't in the top 25 doesn't by any means yeah. they have a bad ground. Because like we, we mm. went through from 25 to probably 45, to be honest with you. Bear in, in mind, there are 60, 50, 50, yeah. 60 plus grounds, obviously, in the county. And the vast majority of them are really top-notch in their own respects. But as you say, some might be let down by dress rooms, other might be letting down by a pitch. It, it all kind of comes together with, with this exercise, but um, it, it's still one of the nicest um, places you're, you're likely to go for a game, really. John Condrath, yeah. 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 Cool, cool. Well, look, you know, we'll, we, I, I, what I'll do is I'll get up to it. I'll get up to John Condrath, and the next time we're doing the... Uh, the best 20 I'll, I'll have my say on Drumcondra I've got to a couple of pitches that I haven't been on before Davey as you know yeah. I was yeah. in Killian and I also was in Longwood and uh, two fantastic setups Killian doing huge work over there at the moment um, and uh, they're redeveloping so it'll be interesting to see how that takes uh, shape over the next while Davey continuing on yeah, I'm going to probably hit this one at you, Mickey. So if you want me to, I've had a bit of time, obviously, to think about my one. So and, and I could take the lead on this one. But Robert Perfield wants to know, in our own opinion, who is the best individual performance you've seen in a club game? Oh, the best individual performance in a club game? Um, well, taking myself out of it, like from uh, <laughs> I well, it's not oh, easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very hard. <laughs> like, like, I, like, I, I always harp back to, to the quarterfinal of the senior championship in twenty sixteen. Um, no, um, I'll let you. I'll let you go first, and let me think about that for a second. Yeah, well, I actually that's a really good question, by the way. But the the first one that I kind of thought about, and I still haven't changed my mind, despite a few excellent ones. Was Shane Barrett for Nafina in uh, the senior quarter final in Park Tolson against Manalvi in 2013, where he scored five goals and six points? It was it was just incredible. And at that time, he was just he was a goal machine, Shane Barrett, when he played for Nafina. I used to love watching him. I used to love watching Nafina play because Anytime that man got the ball in his hands, 21, 30 yards out from goals, the first thing he had in his mind was goal. I know he has that soccer background behind him, but he was just a joy to watch in, in those years. And uh, he was an absolute serial goal getter for Nafina. And to me, that was probably from the time I can look back on watching club football, that was the best individual display I, I can really remember. Um, one that's coming to mind now without having had a lot of time to think about it was Keen Ward against Navin Matties in the uh, senior championship final. I think it was 09 or 2010. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was an unbelievable performance. Like, uh, uh, he was unmarkable that day. Um, I think the score in the end was 110 to 11 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. I might just check that up. And his goal was just something special. Now, it wasn't the fact that he scored a massive amount or anything like that, but he was just unmarkable. Everything went through him that day. Like what tones were incredible, but he was he was standout. Like and against like Navin Matneys had some of the best defenders in the county at the time, like without a shadow of a doubt. Like, you know, they, they, they were laden with, with county players in that defense, but he was just unmarkable. And that for me, you know, is one that sticks out. Um, but I'll definitely come back to that one. But that's the first one that springs to mind 
also I, I suppose like my own club um, uh, Shane O'Rourke he's, he's had a few incredible performances um, and uh, Connor Nash in the quarter final uh, against um, uh, was it the same, was the quarter final against Dumboyne in 17 yeah. Um, he, he, he his second half performance was amazing. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely come back to that. That's a great question, Robert. Serious. We could do a podcast on that, to be fair. <laughs> um, last one, but by no means least, is PS Tapes. And I have to distance this question from to the previous one about the retirements from the Mead Kamoki team. And it was just bad timing uh, on uh, PS's behalf. And I've since been in touch with him and he said, this is in no way linked to the couple of Kamogi girls stepping aside. But PS said, GA retirement announcements, can everyone cop on? They're not dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, but ha- I have to say, sorry, before you go on, Mickey, PS just followed it up by texting me and, and saying that that is in no way linked. It's more uh, aimed at lads and particularly the Mayo lads. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, uh, you, you know, and, and, and the big spiel that goes with it and the yeah. whole lot. And, you know, I want to like such an American thing. Very, very disappointing. I, I actually, um, you know, I, I, it was getting that bad that I tweeted um, Bernard Flynn at one stage saying because he, he was after being announced as the, the new Mead on the twenty manager or whatever. And I says, but how you haven't announced your retirement yet, Bernard? You you're still eligible to play for Mead, as are all of the team from 1987, 88, 96, and 99, because none of them announced the retirement. It was just, that's what happens in football. You stop playing. You know, you only rent the jersey. Someone is always going to be, as somebody said to me there, those 15 jerseys will always be there. Use 15 players won't. There'll be another 15 players to come in and take those jerseys at any stage. But that's just a natural progression. So why announce this big retirement thing? I just, for me, I just don't get it. Or maybe I'm just annoyed that I never got the chance to announce my retirement. <laughs> well, here's your chance. Uh, no, I'm but, still playing. I'm not giving up. <laughs> but, like, to be fair, I'd say the Mayo thing must be absolutely... Uh, James Horan must be tearing his air out because every time he must turn on the internet or open a newspaper, there's another one gone. Like, they are literally getting... <laughs> you, you, did you see the picture of doing the rounds of Killian O'Connor? No? The, jumping, jumping onto the bench yeah, uh, at the, for the photo. Yeah. yeah, I was just about to say that. You know, he was obviously the first person to make the bench. They cut that picture, and it's like the Mayo team of twenty twenty one ready for the photograph. Yeah, look, it's but it's all over the country. Um, it really is. It's all over the country, and it's uh, I like like for instance, those two girls that are after retirement, retiring from the Camogie team. Um, you know, they didn't announce their retirement, but. We are recognizing what they did, mm. and that's different. Instead, instead of recognizing what you did yourself, you let other people recognize what you did, and that's that's. I, I just I and, and when you go through their list of achievements, if anybody deserves to yeah. write a big speed and make a big hullabaloo about it, it's the likes of those. Do you know what yeah. I mean? There's lads retired like, who haven't won a fucking argument. Do you know yeah. what I'm like those, yeah. Mayo, those Mayo lads like are writing down on their list of accolades is lost this All-Ireland, lost this All-Ireland, lost this all yeah. <laughs> That's harsh though. But uh, yeah, because they've won, they've won plenty. But like, yeah, I just, they, like our two Camogies, um, our two Camogues, like you look at what they have done and they just gracefully walk away from the game and it takes somebody from their team 
to just put it out in the public domain that, look, I want to recognise these. And that's the way it should be done. You shouldn't be recognising yourself. You should be letting other people recognise you. Yeah, that's just my thing of it. Absolutely agree with you. Um, that is it for this week on Instagram Interactive. That's brilliant. And a great way to end it as well. Um, thanks for that PS and PS tips. And uh, again, we want to thank everybody uh, for getting involved with Instagram Interactive. And um, yeah, if you have any other uh, ideas for the podcasts as well, don't be afraid to get in contact. We've had a few people in contact in the last week or two and uh, they have... They have given us some amazing ideas that we're going to be doing uh, Loyal Royal podcasts on in the next few weeks as well. Uh, do not miss them. They're going to be class. And as well, Davey, we want to announce something, but we don't have the date just yet. But for all our listeners out there, we're going to be holding what we are going to call the easiest Mead GA quiz ever. And it's going to be on our Zoom and on our quiz app that we use to do our Loyal Royals uh, quiz over Christmas. And the prize for one of our winners is a year's subscription to the Loyal Royals service. But this is going to be huge, Davey, because this literally is going to be the easiest media quiz ever. That's it, Mickey. And for anybody who was uh, on our Christmas one, they'll be well aware of how it's run. The, the reason is everybody could get 70 or 100 of the questions right, but at the time, it's the time every, you answered it. Yeah, everybody could get all the questions right. This is how easy it's going yeah. to be. But as Davey said, it's going to be fast as fingers. So it's all down to how quick you can get the answer right. It's going to be brilliant, Davey. It's going to be savage, Mick, yeah. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, and I suppose it's open to all of our We Are Mead listeners. So our last one at Christmas, obviously, was just for our Loyal Royals to thank them for their support throughout the 2020 year. Um, and we had great crack on that one. So this one is going to be open to absolutely everybody. So we could have... 50 to 100 people in there hopefully yeah absolutely this is going to be this is going to be free we will be sending the link out on twitter we'll be sending the link out uh on facebook on instagram uh you name it it's going to be going out there and it's going to be you're going to have to be on the zoom call and on the uh, quiz app as well so we will send out the details of that in the next few weeks we want to wait and see what's happening with the next lockdown because there are talk, there is talk that there's is going to be a lockdown until the end of February and if so we'll probably do it in around the third week of February um, and give everybody a chance to register get the app uh, the app is free as well um, and it's real user friendly so um, it's just a chance out there for a bit of crack and for everybody to jump on to a Zoom call and have a bit of a laugh and a joke with uh, the quiz because the quiz literally like I can tell you the first question on the quiz who is the current Mead senior uh, football manager? Okay, so if you don't know that, don't come on the quiz. But if you know that, that's probably the hardest question that you will be asked throughout uh, uh, that whole quiz. What is what is the first letter of the of the word Mead, Davy? <laughs> that's just another question. Uh, yeah, it is. It's going to be very simple. But again, it's to it's 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 going to be the fact that you're going to win. A year subscription, unreal to, price. Yeah, unreal. And and for all our loyal royals, this is this is for you as well. So mm. you will get a, whoever wins it will get a year's uh, free subscription to the loyal royals podcast. So yeah, that's that uh, uh, announced now, and we'll get it out on with myself and Davy. will have a chat about the dates, and we'll come back to you. It'll more than likely be a Saturday night, Davy. I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah Saturday night towards the end of February. 
Hey, all going to plan. So that's it from this episode of the We Are Mead podcast. We are Mead. Why it matters more.